Hello, I am Sandra Ezekwesili and you come to me for hard facts. The world keeps turning and you're trying to keep up. The fight against coronavirus has the option. But there's so much noise drowning out the news. Talking heads, broadcast messages, press releases. They're telling you their side, but you just want the facts. And that's why you come to me. I give you the statistics without spin. Out of 116 million working age Nigerians, 35.5 million are employed full-time. That's 30%. I give you the context. I give you the history. I fight mm-hmm. fake news with facts. Kai okay? Yeah. No. Kai, I will, I will let you talk. Kai Kayode, I will let you talk if you let me talk. Kayode. That's why more and more Lagosians are tuning in. Half a million Lagosians. 720,000. 970,000. Over 1 million Lagosians. They know that if you give me your afternoon, I will give you hard facts. I am Sandra Ezekwasili, and these are your hard facts. Hello Lagos, good afternoon. I am Sandra Ezekwesili and these are your hard facts. I had quite the terrible, terrible day yesterday. Um, I left here at 6.55pm and I didn't get to my house, um, which is essentially 12 kilometers away from this place. Um, I didn't get to my house until 10pm. And the reason was the ridiculous traffic on Lekki Ekbe Express um, yesterday. And I, I sat in that traffic just thinking about the, the, the uselessness of, of, of that situation. The, the lack of necessity of it all. The, 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 the fact that all it would have taken for me to not find myself in that position you know would have been just a little more planning on the part of the people whose jobs it is to plan a city like lagos because before i moved to lagos you hear all the time that oh the island ended uh at lekki phase one ended at marawa that there wasn't a lot of all these places that currently exist now that people call the island it was all bush it was all like land you know so i hear that and i'm thinking to myself you know what this is or that was what that presented was a chance to plan a beautiful city so get the roads right get the uh, water right get um, electricity right um, get uh, uh, waste management right get uh, drainages right all of the things we're complaining about today when there was nothing there when it was just bush and land and water that was when any leader with vision with foresight who knew what they were doing not the ones that we celebrate for doing half-assed jobs i mean the ones who actually know what they're doing the ones who want to give you a good life they would have planned the island much better than it is today because it makes absolutely zero sense that it's just one road from uh uh Milan bridge all the way to Ekbe, just one like the one sure you can say oh, well there are alternative routes but how good are those alternative routes how many cars can those alternative routes take how motorable are the roads 
Like it's ridiculous. The, the amount of traffic. And then you've had successive administration after administration in Lagos talk about, oh, traffic is one of the things I want to fix with my administration. Well, how is that going? What you know, Aside from lip service, what exactly are you doing to fix the traffic situation? Now, that's on the government side. Now, on the people's side, like, why are you buying fuel and you're packing on the main road? Like, why? Why not get off the road? Why? 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 Because they, 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 we're not children. It's not children who are on the roads. It's, it's adults who would see younger people being disorderly and say oh you're being disorderly arrange yourself pack well you know something like that but once it like once people are on the road in lagos it's almost like they're not human beings anymore it was ridiculous i was so annoyed yesterday and then i was seeing billboard after billboard of people who are vying for political office and i'm like based on what Thank you for tuning in to today's show. I have a great show for you. Let's start with the big three. Let's talk about fuel scarcity again. Then let's talk about Serap suing INEC to extend voter registration. And then let's talk about Supreme Court justices criticizing the CJN. Today uh, is Tuesday, so Chukwu ago will bring you a community report. On the big hard fact, let's talk about the P2B wave. Let's talk about Orubebe quitting the PDP. And all this talk about placeholders and alliances. All of that coming up 5 o'clock. After the news at 6, let's take a look at Father's Day and the kinds of relationships that fathers have with their children. I want to talk to the dads. If you're a dad listening to me, make, a, uh, make it a date with me. Huh? 6.15, you and I, let's talk about fatherhood. As usual, we'll have news updates at the top of every hour, but let's get started with today's Big 3. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili Lagos. These are your hard facts. Hard facts. On 99.3, Nigeria Info. Will the pump price of fuel go up? When should voter registration stop? And why are Supreme Court justices upset? Those are the big three, Lagos. Let's talk. Our first story is the fuel scarcity. Petroleum marketers say that uh, the 165 naira pump price no longer makes sense because they are operating at a loss. Uh, we heard from Akin, uh, Akin Rinade, the Ipman chairman for Lagos Satellite Depot, and he described a perfect storm of problems that have led to this fresh scarcity that you're experiencing. Some of you are probably in traffic, in, in traffic right now or you are at filling stations um, listening listening to me on the radio if you are well pele do uh, so you have uh, ipman saying that first of all is the russian invasion of ukraine right the war has raised petrol prices globally it's not just nigeria experiencing this situation right so the war raised petrol uh, raised uh, petrol prices globally uh, the same way it raised uh, diesel prices so now the lo- landing cost of pms has gone up Usually, this should not affect um, the pump price because of subsidy. Under subsidy, the NMPC is supposed to pay the difference between the pump price and what the market price should be. 
And that's why before now, all the marketers were buying direct from NMPC through the PPMC depots. But according to uh, Mr. Aking, the uh, PPMC depot has stopped supplying Lagos. That's even though marketers in Lagos have already paid NMPC for product that they've not yet received. Here's what he said. He said, quote, Our members are registered to load with PPMC, but since December last year, not a litter has been lifted at the NMPC satellite deposit in Ejibo. We have tickets that have been paid for, amounting to over a billion naira as far back as October last year. And as we speak, these tickets have not been loaded, meaning that PPMC is holding on to our money. These are funds we're supposed to use to run our businesses. We are businessmen. We take bank loans. And now we're paying for money that we are not using, end quote. Now, why have NMPC and PPMC not supplied the marketers after taking their money? It's strange because President Buhari and the National Assembly extend, uh, extended fuel subsidy uh, until next May. In violation, by the way, of the Petroleum Industry Act. So is this a situation where subsidy was approved but money was not released? Is the NMPC having problems sourcing petrol? What's the issue here? Because without the supply from NMPC, the marketers have been going to private depots and those private depots are not receiving subsidies. So they've raised their prices along with global rates. The ex-depot price uh, is now 162 Naira instead of 145 Naira. And Mr. Aking explained that this is a problem because, well... Um, their members can no longer sell at 165. Here's what he said, quote, Our members can no longer sell at 165. In fact, there's no reasonable businessman in this business that can sell below 180 naira per liter. For you to load a liter of petrol, you will pay 162 naira per liter. You'll have to add the cost of transportation, which is between 6 to 8 naira, depending on the distance within Lagos. If it is outside Lagos, it is much more than that. If you add 8 naira to 162, you already have 170. And this product is regulated by the government and the government wants to sell at 165 naira. We've not added the charges at the depots uh, and the running costs at our stations. And then he added that the cost of diesel amid the country's epileptic uh, electricity supply situation also affected the, the running costs for members of Ipman. Now, uh, diesel diesel at the moment <laughs> I was seen on uh, on in traffic yesterday at petrol stations 780 naira, some places 800 naira per liter. Um, he went on to say that there's no station in Lagos anywhere that uses less than 50 liters um, per day. So their cost of operation has gone up and therefore it doesn't make sense for them to keep selling at 165. So that's the situation. Ipman is saying that it's simple math. If it costs more than 165 naira per liter to deliver petrol to your station and for your station to run its generators to pump the fuel for you the pump price must be higher than 165 you've been talking about this all day so let's talk about it some more what's the way forward what do you think NMPC either has to start um, supplying to the marketers or the marketers uh, are going to increase the pump price that's it I've painted the picture for you what do you think the solution should be what do you think it could be and tell me, of course, how the scarcity has affected you. Are you in traffic at the moment? Are you trying to buy fuel at the moment? Have you bought fuel at the moment? And away from even fuel, how are you surviving? Like, I'm I'm grateful that, like, a lot of you still have money to call us on Nigeria Info and talk because things are hard.
things are so difficult. Like purchasing power has reduced so much. If you used to earn one fifty thousand before, or you know, if you earn one fifty thousand right now, it's buying so much less than what you were able to buy, say, even two years ago. Things are so expensive now. How are you doing it? I know families who are not eating three square meals anymore. You just eat morning and night or you eat morning and afternoon. How are you doing it? Like things are so hard. Things are so difficult. And it's made even worse that we're a nation that runs on generators and, and, and well generators. So uh, if, if, if we had electricity, which, which is why it does my head in when people call and say uh, other countries, their own fuel is also high and uh, their own diesel prices are also skyrocketing. Uh, that may be well and good, but they have light. You know, they don't, they're not depending on generator for their businesses. They're not depending on generator for their, for, uh, you know, living in their houses, keeping things frozen in their fridges so that it doesn't go bad. Enjoying AC in your house if you can afford it or fan if you can't afford AC. You need generator to run that in Nigeria because the power situation is non-existent. But spending the money on increasing fuel prices, increasing uh, diesel prices, that's also taking away money that you don't have from like food or school fees or just surviving day to day. Food, most importantly. Like that's the that, like that's what I spend the most on personally. I spend the most on food and fuel because I don't have light. And I'm spoiled, so I have to have 24 hours light. That, that means I'm, I'm running my generator 24 hours. So my most expensive uh, 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 items, the, the things I spend the most on, food and fuel for my gen. Not even for my car. Because I, I, I fill my car once a week. Because I just go to work and go home. It's ridiculous. How are you? How are, what are you doing? How are you surviving? Like, what what tips and tricks do you have? Like, teach us, help us, talk to us. Help, you know, how are you surviving? Things are so expensive. Zero seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three nine nine three zero one four six five seven one nine zero zero one four six five seven one nine zero zero seven zero zero nine nine three. Nine nine three nine nine three. Uh, we've got WhatsApp as well. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. Hello, thanks for calling us. Sorry about that. Call back if you can. Ninety nine point three. Hello. Hello, Sandra. Good to have you on the show. What's your name, sir? Good afternoon, my dear. Good afternoon. This is Chukwemeka calling. Welcome, Chukwemeka. What do you think the solution should be here with this uh, fuel problem? Solution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is there any solution in this country now? Uh, well, it's either NMPC starts supplying fuel or marketers will increase their pump price. Do you think they should? No, not just any solution. There. This Buhari government, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. You know, you know, uh, my own problem, where I'm just, I don't know what to say. The problem I have with this government is that if yes they failed the, the people what are they saying you know there's there's one time like that uh, i remember jonathan government when he realized that a lot of people have been complaining there was a time he said that we have failed the people and we can still get it right but this very government they never agreed that they have failed for one thing 
I'm even surprised that I'm not hearing the voice of uh, Lai Mohamed again. Maybe he doesn't know the like to tell us again. Sandra, are you there? I'm here. I'm listening to you. But thank you so much for calling. Let's talk to Joy. Hi, Joy. Sandra, I miss you so much. <laughs> I missed you too. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, so for me, the solution is um, the subsidy should continue. Subsidy should continue? Okay. Yes. Well, at least it should continue until July. I don't, let me just continue to, I don't know, till whenever our refineries are working. Huh. Because when they came here, this government, they said um, when it was increased to 145, they said the money they've been paying for, in paying for subsidy, I mean, yeah, they mm. needed to repair the refineries and also build more. Now, we don't even see any new one, neither have they repaired the old ones. So if they take off the subsidy now, the prices of goods will skyrocket. Kerosene and diesel that the subsidy has been taken off from. And they said it to be cheaper at that time. Now look at how the price of buying that now. So what made you think if they take out subsidy from fuel that is also going to go to one thousand because we are not refining, we are still importing. I don't, I'm not in that school of thought that says, oh, because of Russian war, because of that, that is not my business. They're supposed to have done all this before now. If they have fixed our refineries, will not be important. At least the few dollars we'll have, we can use it to, you know, do all other two things. I will find our things here. I will use locally. But no, they have refused to do the right thing. Nigerians are suffering, Sandra. People are calling you every day. Family members give me, pull me this, dash me this. My boy, my child is in the hospital, this and that. And you yourself, you are even still managing yourself. Mm. And you don't blame them because things are really biting harder every day. So I don't know what anybody wants to tell me. What I want, what bank is saying, a subsidy. They should not remove that subsidy. They should not. Okay, Joy. We've got Christopher on the line. Hi, Christopher. Bye, Presido. Good to have you on the show. You are asking how are we surviving? How are you doing it? My sister, eh? a gallon of kerosene, 3,600. Hello, President Sandra. I'm here. I'm listening. So I'm monitoring my daughter whenever she's cooking. The moment, they, like the other day, was boiling water. Mm. Mommy, come, come, come. The water don't boil. Don't waste. <laughs> don't waste kerosene. Man. She was cooking. <laughs> I said, Mommy, this soup never done. He said, Daddy, it remains more. I said, put and die. Don't do it. <laughs> It's not easy, I'm telling you. Ha. God. Now what? Look, Sandra, solution, right? Mm-hmm. As I'm speaking with you, there's a place called Kuala in Endokwa West, in Delta State. There's a refinery, functioning one. Okay. NMPC refused to supply them crude. They, they mentioned it in your news now, your radio, about two months of the last month. Okay. How come they deny those people of food? At least if those ones are refining, it will serve that uh, uh, surrounded area, right? Okay. Even up to Anambra, uh, 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 Imo, uh, Bayasa, they will get from that place. Okay. But they refuse to supply them crude. Now they want to remove subsidy. Where is uh, Temipre, the last minister of this thing? All right, let's leave it at that. Thank you very much for calling. Uh, Olalekon says, how will... Uh, 
uh, how we survive is by God's grace, Sandra. We have to eat twice daily and stay back at work area before going home at the weekend. That's how we survive the economy. My God, Olalekon, I am sorry you're experiencing that. Kayade says, Sandra, I almost followed my son to the place where he bought a pack of spaghetti for 400 naira. Cost of living is just too much. Joel says, um, they know we're good in readjusting as Nigerians. Until we change in totality the managers and management of the country, we're going to keep running around the circle. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Joel Otuakong, for that message. We will uh, take a look at more messages. Uh, here's this one from um, Agboni4, who says... Uh, it's a shame on the government to regulate and control oil industry. I'm not sure I understand what you're trying to say. So take a look at it and uh, let me know. Uh, we've got this one that says, Sandra, please let the subsidy continue at least until the end of this regime. Uh, going to the market today, everything's expensive, out of reach. The other day, I bought 12 kg of cooking gas at 11,000 naira. Well, uh, President Buhari has uh, said that subsidy will stay. Uh, subsidy will end uh, in June after he has left office. Um, that's that's what he has said. That contract by the way, the Petroleum Industry Act, but that's a conversation for a different day. We've got a message here from RN who says, uh, oh no, well, that's not your name, sorry. But he says, Sandra, how are we surviving? Funny enough, I lost my job in May because the HR said the company is running at a loss. So I was sacked. Now I'm jobless. Everything is hard. But to God's grace, I'm eating three square meals. Now I'm trying to get a job just to pay my fees. I haven't started feeling the hardship since uh, because since on saturday we have light but by god's grace a way will open all right my god thank you so much for sending your message you didn't leave your name but i'm really sorry you lost your job and fingers crossed you get an even better one all right we'll take a break when we come back let's talk about INEC and uh, voter registration and serap serap does not want INEC to end voter registration that's our second story i'm sandra ezekwesili s ezekwesili on social media sandra ezekwesili everywhere uh let's uh connect there shall we but don't go away this is nigeria info 99.3 you're listening to hard facts we start the day with three of the biggest stories and there's no bigger story than the cost and hardship of getting fuel welcome back to your number one talk news and sports station doesn't want INEC to end voter registration. That's our second story. They've taken the matter to the Federal High Court in Abuja. In their lawsuit, Serap wants the court to force INEC to extend voter registration by at least three months. Registration ends June 30th. So if Serap gets their way, it will extend to right before Independence Day, which is four months before the general election. The lawsuit says that the current deadline is unjust and violates the constitution because it risks robbing millions of Nigerians of their right to vote. Now, you have supporters of the deadline um, who blame uh, the public. They say that people should have gone to register to vote since. Why did they wait? 
Remember, I've been telling you about CVR. Uh-huh. I've been saying it. How, how many years now I've been talking it on this air? So some people are saying, well, why didn't you go sings? Now, Serap says, eh, even though, even though, even though, even though. In their suit, Serap says that um, INEC shifted the deadline for parties to hold their primaries when the parties said that they were not ready. So if INEC can adjust deadline for political parties, why can't they adjust deadline for voters? Let me read what the suit says. It says, quote, Enforcing unrealistic voter registration deadline while extending the deadline for party primaries would deny and abridge the constitutional and international human rights of eligible voters. INEC mandates ought to be exercised in a fair, just and non-discriminatory manner. The extension of voter registration would ensure that Nigerian voters are also critical stakeholders in the electoral process. Treating all eligible Nigerian voters fairly would advance the people's right to vote and to participate in their own government. INEC must not only be independent and impartial in the exercise of its constitutional and statutory responsibilities, but must also be seen to be independent and impartial, end quote. Do you agree with that argument? Now, clearly there's been a sharp um, increase in voter registration in the past few weeks. Millions of Nigerians are suddenly interested in registering, which they were not interested in doing just two months ago and my question is why what has made nigerians suddenly so interested in voters supporters of Peter Obi say that he is the reason they point to various scenes at registration centers where the people queuing up to vote are chanting Peter Obi or for labor party now i've been on leave so i've had lots of time to observe things and it does seem to me it looks to me that we started seeing the uptick in voter registration after obi defected to the labor party and won their presidential ticket is there a connection do you think also if you notice labor party is the only major party that has gone on the record to ask INEC to extend voter registration in fact, supporters of APC and PDP online have been the loudest voices saying that people should have come to register earlier instead of crying for the deadline to be moved. So we have to ask, I have to ask, do the politicians see this new wave of voter registration as favoring Obi and Labour more than APC and PDP? But back to INEC and Serap. The High Court granted Serap's request for a temporary order stopping INEC from stopping registration until the case is heard. Uh, like I said, registration was supposed to end um, June 30th. The next hearing date is uh, the ni- uh, 29th of June, uh, one day before it's, it's supposed to end. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, whether on that day the court rules uh, on the case or whether the registration will continue into July. But either way, I'll, I'll be looking at that story and we'll be covering it right here for you on your number one talk station, Nigeria Info. But hey, Lagos, talk to me. If INEC extended deadlines for parties to hold primaries and if INEC is letting parties submit placeholder nominees, should INEC not also extend registration for voters? Which party do you think benefits uh, benefits the most? from this new wave of voter registrations. Is this advantage OB or what do you think? Zero seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three nine nine three. 
women call us on 01465-7190. Men call us on uh, 0700-993-993-993. You can also, of course, reach out to us on WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. Hello, good afternoon. Hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name, ma'am? Joy. Hi, Joy. Welcome. Go ahead. I think so. It's because of Obi. Okay. Because we are discussing in the church this week, Sha. Okay. People that have never voted in their life before, mm. they want to vote now. Mm. So I think it's because of uh, Obi. Oh. Then the other two major parties, the team is like a threat to them. Otherwise, they have enough. So this one now, new registration is a threat to them. That's what I think. Okay. Joy thinks it's advantage, Obi. We've got a Motaya on the line. I wonder whether he agrees. Hi, Motaya. Yeah, Sandra. Hmm? Well done. Thank you. Um, can I still react to the previous um? Yes, um, please. Yes. yes, yes, okay, yes. Okay, I think I think to have an idea on how to end this whole thing. Okay. This whole scarcity of the thing. Okay. Uh, first of all, we have to agree that there is no... Um, there's not going to be any, uh, an instant um, solution. And this period of time is the best time we can get these politicians to listen to us. Okay. This is the most vulnerable time. Okay. After this period of time, it's going to be till another four years. Okay. And then there's this understanding that one of the reasons these guys are getting away with this whole thing is because there is no system in place that's checkmating every decision they are making. Mm-hmm. So, Rather than um, trying, how about we just halt this election of a thing and demand for a restructuring? Instead, let there be a massive protest for restructuring. Okay, no restructuring, no election. Because you bring in an NGO to operate under the same constitution, it's, it's, still going to be, it's still going to be a problem in the future. And this is the only time these guys can listen to us. So that is what I feel. The, I, the, that's, the, that's the best way. That's the, that's the best decision. Okay. All right, Omataya, thank you for calling. 99.3, hello. Hello, Sandra. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's your name, ma'am? My name is Jean-Vierve. It's good to hear your voice again. Hi, Jean-Vierve. Good to hear your voice. Thank you. Mm. Yeah, so quickly to the topic on ground. Uh, the reason people are clamoring for their PVC, in my own opinion, is because of Peter Obi. Take, for instance, myself, I had no plan of voting. It was going to be just PDP and APC. I was not going to be near the polling unit okay. at all. Okay. But it meant um, Peter will be moved to Labour Party. Mm. I had to go to and transfer my voter's card from what? my previous location. Okay. So, and I know so many people like that too. Mm. So, we are ready to vote. It's because of Peter will be <laughs> the hope. The hope we've been waiting for. And the other parties that are, that are saying them wanting to do this earlier mm. because they're scared, you know, that there's a new movement bigger than them. Okay. So there's nothing you can do that can stop it. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. But uh, by the way, Jean-Vierre reminds me, I beg to differ, um, auditions have begun. <laughs> so if you have a child who's between 12 and 16, 12 to 16, if you have a child between 12 to 16, have them go to our website and upload an audition. Two minutes, 
debating for the topics we have on our website two minutes debating against the topic topics we have on our website so go right now tell someone to tell someone else the auditions for i beg to differ happening right now and it's open to all secondary school students in lagos all secondary school students whether private school low public school low we're not selecting we're not being special it's always open to all secondary school students not their schools we're, we're rewarding the individual students so 12 to 16 and it's by force 12 to 16 if, if the person is 11 they, they're not going to be selected if the person is 16 if the person is 17 they're not going to be selected 12 to 16 we've got uh, topics that they can choose from on our website they should record the audition and upload it on our website and in august they'll be here um, debating for a chance to win one million naira the auditions are on right now and the auditions will end on the 12th of july so you better start making hay while the sun shines we've got uh, malik on the line hi malik Sandra, good afternoon good afternoon good to have you on the show Special advisor on Juju Matters. Yes, sir. How are you doing? Fine, Sandra. We need to find Let Juju that'll end this first cast it to you. What is it? Uh, I want to tell you now. Okay. First of all, mm. let me start with the PVC. <laughs> Before election we start. PVC don't be Juju now. Resume. No, calm down, calm down, Sandra, just calm down. Okay. Before election we start, mm. schools will resume mm-hmm. to make a certain party that is making the youth to go get PVC mm. not to vote. Okay. Then but the first thing you are talking about, Sandra, mm. even though you give them a solution today, just mm. because of selfish interest and the same sabotage in the same government, it will not work, Sandra. Mm. Self-interest, greed, sabotage, it will not work. They know what to do. You send militants, I mean, you send militants to go to learn how to do the product or refining the product. They came back to the country. Where are they? You just left them like that. Was that part of the solution? You don't have enough diesel. Don't worry, finally, this. Oh, I don't know what happened there, but Malik, call me back if you can. Uh, let's take a look at messages we have here. Uh, Sandra, I've missed you so, so much. Oh, thank you. Uh, I've been job, job hunting for years now. I'm a graduate of petroleum engineering, and now my rent is due. Landlord say, says I should plan to vacate her house if I cannot renew. How do I start? Who do I have? Where do I run to? Life is difficult, Sandra, but I'm confident that God will see us through. Uh, God bless and keep all of us. Hilary Solomon with that message there. We've got uh, Kevin Hu who says uh, people turn 18 every day so I don't see the reason why INEC should stop voters registration. Uh, we've got uh, more messages here. Ade says Obi is a boy. I don't know what that means. Uh, Obaino from Shomolu says Sandra it's very shameful uh, that the Minister of Petroleum is the president and he has said nothing about the scarcity of petrol. Nigerians should bear the consequences of uh, removing Jonathan. All right. Uh, we've got more people here. Sandra, the hardship is everywhere, but our bad leaders make it worse. There have been inflation here in the UK, but the government is there to give palliatives and subsidize almost everything for the citizens. So, so sad that the reverse is the case in Nigeria. Hmm. 
palliative. Someone was gisting me yesterday that Omo Nigerians forget so much. That Nigerians have forgotten that during COVID, when everybody was suffering and locked down in their houses and palliatives by private citizens were donated, politicians locked these palliatives away in their warehouses. The Nigerians have forgotten that thing. Now, everybody's campaigning for their own candidates, but you've forgotten that in some states, including here in Lagos, um, you, ha- you had different warehouses that had um, um, all of these palliatives stocked and, you know, going bad even in, in, in different stores. Some of these uh, palliative items may have been uh, brought out in 2023 and uh, put into small, small sachets and distributed as uh, part of stomach infrastructure. It's not far-fetched when you think about the fact that a sitting House of Assembly member who did not get uh, a a ticket to go back to the House of Assembly, by the way, um, repackaged the palliatives um, to give away as souvenirs for her birthday. You know? And I'm like, wow, people have have actually forgotten that thing. Because these are, you you know, things like that are election issues. Things like that should matter when you're deciding who you're going to vote for. You should remember things like that. You really should. Person will not give you palliative, make you chop during lockdown. How we go do when you give them power for four years? 0700-993-993-993. We've got uh, Frank on the line. Hi, Frank. Hi, Sandra. Good to have you on the show. Yeah, Sandra, mm-hmm. um, Russia broke us from USSR in 1991 and they told themselves that, look, for us to compete and move forward as a nation, we need power. That was 1991. In 1994, the whole of Russia, that is the biggest country in the world, was electrified. In 2022, we don't have electricity. The topic I want to talk about here is the um, fuel scarcity. If there was electricity, it will help ameliorate the pain and the pressure on fuel. A lot of people are buying fuel from, for their cars and also buying for their generators. Look, all I just want to say is, I think we are part of this problem. I have never, I think we are docile. The APC government is contesting this period. I don't know what they'll be telling the people, like, what have we done? They are the ones in power. The electricity is not there. The fuel is scarce, and yet they are contesting. Sandra, hmm? if I like, if we like, look at Muno do. Have a nice day. All right. Thanks for calling. Uh, Well, I mean, the APC uh, can point to a number of projects that they have worked on. Uh, um, They can point to a number of things that they can campaign on. Uh, I'm sure their supporters are listening and they'll give us a call and talk to us about those things. But this is not a campaign conversation. We are talking specifically about uh, fuel scarcity, number one. Number two, we're talking about uh, extending voter registration. Uh, But let me come back to the phone lines and talk to more of you. 99.3, hello. Hello, 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 hello. 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 Thanks for calling. What's your name? This is Victor calling. Welcome, Victor. From August State. Good to have you on the show. Go ahead. Uh, whether whether they want to extend the the voters registration uh, stuff or they don't want to do it, if Nigeria can put their mind together hmm. and choose one person that is capable to rule this country, let us forget about tribal uh, sentiments. 
But I, I love what the other, uh, uh, the other man sent to you. I, li- I love it. He said that we easily forget how we suffer in the past. If we can remember how we used to suffer, when a nation like this reaches, at least we'll bring that, that suffering to our front. Then we'll know what to do. But tomorrow, now, if a nation comes, they will forget everything. You give them one bag of rice or even two Congo of rice. They will forget everything. They will say they are good. It's not good. Hmm. Whether they close it or they not close it, if we put our mind together and say this person is going to rule us, then we can get it right. All right. Thanks for calling. Abey on uh, WhatsApp says, Sandra, the issue is not Sarah taking INEC to court. The constitution approves 60 days to election before voters' registration can stop. Madam Obey on Newsroom opened our eyes in this last week, Monday. All right, then. We've got uh, John from Yaba who says, INEC should not extend the registration. The registration started a year ago. Even your station was always shouting it at every news bulletin. But they were supposed to register. When they were supposed to register, they'll be complete. When I transferred my PVC in January, it was walk-in, walk-out at INEC office. Nigerians with their lackadaisical attitude. All right, John from Yaba. Uh, we've got Green who says, the breakdown of NMPP and P2B's merger is not going to be easy. Uh, well, we're not talking about that merger just yet. But no, don't, no, don't, don't worry, don't worry. 5 p.m. We'll talk about that. Uh, we've got um, ooh, a lot of messages from you. Chris? All right, that's Chris. Yes, Chris says, you're absolutely right uh, when you spoke about other essentials, even if fuel is high. I've been in Ghana since October. Fuel has moved from 740 to 1050 this week. However, electricity is 24 hours, 30 minutes every day. Roads are smooth, traffic predictable, public transport better and safer than using your private car. Today, I made a 33-kilometer trip to the hospital, Nigeria Embassy, and back home for less than 5K. I buy electricity 2K worth since last Saturday, and it will last till this Saturday at the least. See why I stay and work from home here. Let's get every other essentials in Nigeria to work better and if your feet climb to 1,000, no one will even really bother. Chris from Ghana with that message there. Chris, thank you very much for your message. Meg is on the line. Hi, Meg. Sanjawa, mama. Are you back? Uh, I'm back. I'm back, girl. How are you? Welcome back, the fairest of them all. You're only permitted to go and start your own radio station. Oh, no, please, no. Don't no. leave Don't leave Nigeria info, except you are going to start your own uh, radio station. I'm not station. going anywhere. No, leave, trans- <laughs> no, leave, no transfer. Welcome back, Thank Pete you, Ad. thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, we are really suffering now. Hmm. I want to talk about the first situation. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting in front of my last child's school since the last three hours. Reason being... I didn't want to drive home mm. and drive back to his school. It's quite a distance from my house. Not such a distance, but I would save some fuel. Some it's tough yeah. for it everybody. Is, it is, it is. It's really tough. Mm-hmm. It's really, really tough. I bought diesel sometime last week, 50 liters, for close to 50,000 naira for two liters of diesel. I don't know where we are headed. And like somebody rightly said, we're people that forget. We're people that are docile. They've done so much to us. You know, just like you bring things to remembrance of the good things God has done for you. <laughs> I think we should bring to remembrance the bad things these politicians have done to us. And when they are coming to campaign, we begin to compare the, 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 the worst of them and begin to trust them like they've been dealing with us. It's really sad. I don't know how people are coping. If I'm struggling like this, I don't know what people... Every day you are on... Undated with messages for people who send me 10,000, send me 20,000. My oh, daughter my. is doing this. My son is sick. My It's total. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we got here. Mm. And I don't know how we'll get out of this mess. 
Because if we, we are not remembering, look at um, the election in Ekiti now. Okay, the ruling party still took the day. Like somebody said, we don't remember. We are so forgetful. But I pray in 2023 that God will give us the spirit to remember the pains we have gone through all these years and give us the courage and the audacity to say no to their money. Even if you want to take their money, take their money and don't put them in. That's it. Meg, thanks for calling. Uh, that story is something that has never happened in the history of independent Nigeria. The justices of the Supreme Court have written a protest letter to the Chief Justice of Nigeria. Did you hear that story? The JSCs, according to their letter, are upset over Tanko Mohammed's allegedly poor handling of welfare and running of the court. Here are some of the grievances the justices put in the letter. Lack of accommodation for the newest justices since 2020. Lack of legal assistance, even though their workload is increasing. Lack of drugs and supplies at the Supreme Court clinic. Lack of electricity, apparently uh, because there's not enough diesel. They only have power in the court between 8 a.m. and 4 p.m. No travel for training. In fact, justices are accusing the CJN of going on official trips with his family while they are denied opportunities to go abroad for, for training. Also, they claim that when they have gone abroad, they were not allowed to take their assistance. Now, if you're like me, you're probably wondering what courses are justices going to the Supreme Court. Uh, sorry, what uh, courses are Supreme Court justices um, going abroad to do? Is it expected? Because I've never heard a U.S. Supreme Court justice like, say, John Roberts, for instance, or Clarence Thomas or uh, the late Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg going abroad for training. But our Supreme Court, you know, does have a training budget and the justices wrote that, um, let me read what they wrote. They wrote, quote, we demand to know what has become of our training funds. Have they been diverted or is it a plain denial? End quote. Lawyers will have to school me here, really. Now, you should understand that the Chief Justice of Nigeria is also the administrative head of the Supreme Court. So all these issues are his responsibility. The justices are saying that he has allegedly failed to pay attention to them. They even claim in their letter that when all these issues were catalogued and brought to his attention again in March, he did not respond. That's what forced them to write this letter. The first of its kind in the court's history of 58 years. Now, it sounds like Nigeria is happening to the Supreme Court. They seem to be facing the same problems uh, plaguing the country. Lack of electricity, high diesel prices, uh, you know. But the justices are saying that the federal budget makes provisions for these things for them. So they're blaming the CJN's alleged mismanagement for these current uh, shortages. But I want to know what you think about this matter. Especially... Especially since uh, the Chief Justice has responded. Tanko Mohammed, he released a statement responding to the letter. He acknowledges receiving the letter. He says he has now met with the justices to um, discuss their grievances. He also says that uh, a lot of the issues being discussed uh, were caused by the general economic problems in the country. He says the court is trying to resolve the issues, but, it, uh, but that the court is also constrained by um, its budget. So for this particular story, I want lawyers to school me what do lawyers think about this back and forth between the cjn and his fellow court of uh, fellow um, supreme court justices zero seven zero zero nine nine three nine nine three nine nine three zero one four six five 
0891-104-7190. But I'll take your calls when we come back from this break. You're listening to The Big Three on 99.3 Nigeria Info. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili, Lagos. Don't go away.